Welcome to Behind the Brand. This series is for you if you're interested in taking a deeper look at the appliance brands you're considering and appliances in general. So we asked industry leaders about their latest advancement and what's next for your kitchen. You also find out firsthand about the current supply chain problems and a realistic timeline to ordering appliances. What's really fascinating is the origin story behind some of these brands. They're remarkable tales about entrepreneurs who built freezers out of scrap or created cooking products when people were used to cooking over an open flame. So what you're about to watch will show you how to make educated appliance buying decisions and as a bonus, a glimpse of the technological advancements that are on the horizon, as well as how to plan ahead for your next project. Bosch, Thermador, and Gagano are some of the most popular luxury appliance brands around the world, and they're all part of the same company, BSH Corp. In today's episode, we speak with the vice president of that company, Chris Kaiser. Chris has held many different positions within BSH and knows the ins and outs of this industry. However, Chris did lead BSH to start his own appliance store in Las Vegas during the fallout of 2007 to 2010. He eventually returned to BSH and is now one of their highest ranking executives in the United States. We're talking about his experiences and the current supply chain issues as well. So let's jump in. It's got my pleasure to talk to Chris Kaiser, the vice president of Thermidor, of Thermidor Gaginal and Bosch, in charge of the US, Mexico, and Latin America. Fun fact about Chris. We are actually fraternity brothers, albeit from different places. So welcome, Chris. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Great to be here. Love it. <laughs> anyway, I was going, anyway, I was going over your bio, and you performed every high-level uh, job, from marketing to sales to national accounts for Bosch. So it's easy to see why you were, you were promoted last year and took over from John. Um, however, in between all those high-level corporate jobs, you actually quit to own an appliance store from 2007 to 2010. Do you want to tell us something about that? Yeah, I, yeah it's a, it was a, a little bit of departure. I mean, I was fortunate, I got to say, in my in career to really have great mentors uh, in my life. Obviously, all of us usually turn to our father. But in college, I was fortunate to have an advisor who, who got me into, a, believe it or not, an intermodal transportation uh, program. And that kind of introduced me to Bosch, uh, but brings me to your question of, of, of Las Vegas. I mean, I, I worked out of school uh, quickly into corporate America. I worked for a few companies um, outside of Bosch, Ferguson Enterprise, for example. And so I've always sure. been in that, that run. And I hit a point um, in 2003 where I think uh, in the corporate career, I kind of hit these these challenges or these, these walls pers personally in, 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 in the job. But I'm a lefty, Steve, and so like lefties are somewhat. Sometimes we operate in a different part of the brain, and sometimes it gets us in trouble, and sometimes it doesn't. But the creativity is kind of what drove me to this 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 direction. All my life, I've been in the entrepreneurial spirit mindset versus that maybe that mold that we all think of in corporate America. And so, yeah, I, I was really fortunate actually to meet uh, a group of people in the industry. And we came up with this crazy idea about Las Vegas. And um, yeah, the timing wasn't perfect, Steve. Um, <laughs> we opened up in 2006 
Um, and uh, we operated through 2010. Uh, I actually left about 2010. I sold out of my uh, part of the business, um, um, if you want to call it selling. Uh, but uh, I tell you, um, if you measure it in financial, financial success, it, it wasn't successful. Um, but when you measure what, what I learned um, and what I was able to achieve there personally and, and through, through my business career, understanding really what goes on on your side of the world was invaluable. And I tell you, I have to really say thank you for all those folks that were involved in this endeavor because it wasn't just me. There was, there was a lot of people that today are in the industry that are in very influential positions in the industry, as well as folks from other um, brands that I work with that really made this venture in Las Vegas possible. Um, and again, it, it, I tell you, Steve, I, I lost a lot uh, there um, in, in sweat and tears, uh, but what I gained um, really, I, I tell you, was the best education uh, that I had in quite some time. You know, I really wasn't prepared for your answer. So I want to just kind of go off a little bit here and say that the most scared I've ever been, um, I happened to be in Las Vegas. Um, they had a, 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 a road race there in 2010. And that's when Dubai oh. um, uh, pulled out of Center City of all places, you know, that new construction. Yeah. And a friend of mine bought a house like two years previously for 250000 and it was worth 25000 So I, I'm not sure, you know, I'm... You know, we had enough trouble, and this was a ninety-year-old company. So, yeah. I mean, the fact that you you made a go of it for so long in probably the second worst economy in in the country's yeah. history, and probably the worst place in the worst economy in the country's history. I mean, the fact that you made it as long as you did, uh, my, my hats off to you. Really, that's 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 very difficult. But let's move on to Bosch. You have a interesting portfolio of products. And it's positioned well, actually. Gaggenau for super premium and Thermidor for premium, yeah. Bosch for affordable luxury. Let me ask the supply question first, because it's on everybody's mind. With limited resources, how do you manage production? We're super fortunate Yale supports our entire portfolio, which really makes the question great. It's kind of uncommon for our customers to carry all three and then be successful with all three, which kind of boils into your question um, of how, how do we manage it? Um, you know, you, you guys are quite successful, all three brands. You all clearly speak to the consumer demographic in your marketplace, which is the reason why you can be successful with all three of our brands, because they do operate in, in three distinct areas. We, we, we have to throw out the old age principle of the, of the four P's, you know, the product place, price and promotion during this pandemic in the last 18 months. It's, it's the operations of how we handle, handle the front side of the business is, is completely different. You don't want to stop selling, you don't want to stop marketing, but you're not doing those same things that you would normally do. Our industry is up 15% in units, 25% in share. You know, it's close to a $40 billion industry. Uh, this is all great and we're all super and happy about this, but our organization, like your organization, I think, had to commit to doing things and making things better. We had to commit to change. Um, we had to learn from the time uh, we're in and embrace these, these, these challenges. And to make that happen, um, we, we, we put that bright spotlight on things that we probably ignored for, for over a decade. Um, and, and we have an unbelievable culture at BSH. Um, we support each other. Um, and, and I see that in your organization. When we're there, you guys are supporting each other. And that's what it took 
but you can't uh, you can't fix these wrongs in two to three years. We're now in the 18th month of this pandemic, uh, took almost two years, and we've all laid out our plans to fix this. But it's a big, big ship we're turning here at BSH. Um, so our logistics teams, they found new ways to shorten the, 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 the timeline for parts and finished goods in the transit uh, side of it. That really helped out on availability of product, where before we would leave X, X percent still in a warehouse or in transit. Our business units, which now run our product groups, these business units are reducing complexity, um, limiting, um, unfortunately, new launches, uh, which is never good. I mean, particularly for the independent channel, which is champion uh, in, in launching innovation and, and new products and new ideas. We have to lessen those launches because it, you can't interrupt the supply cycle, cycle by dropping in new launches, um, lessening the assortments. Steve, you guys know this real well, the order management side, trying to find new ways to communicate better to our partners and your consumers availability. Um, this, is, mm -hmm. this, is, this is a struggle, um, but we are, we're finding new ways to do it. Um, but I have to say from a global organization, which we are, we do have a very powerful parent company in Robert Bosch. That's our global, uh, our, it's our parent uh, for BSH. And then you add in the local footprint. Uh, we have local, local uh, production here, as you know, our factories in the U.S. So roughly about 70% of our product that we, we sell in the U.S. and Canada is coming from the U.S. Um, so we kind of have the best of both worlds. We have support of a global organization, but the expertise of, of this, this local um, entity that really drives the brand equity that we have. And, and we have to take the pedal off certain areas of certain things. Um, certainly, we know that the Thermador consumer and the Gagano consumer is probably you know, a little bit more demanding um, and, and is buying in packages. So we have to try to make sure that we can get the packages, not just the duress product, maybe Bosch, there's a lot, there's a lot of dishwashers, which is duress, uh, but we have to figure out how to tie it all together because your, your, your sales folks are selling packages and they're selling single unit products and we have to do uh, the best for both worlds. Mm. It's really interesting. You said something that, you know, I, I totally echo. It's, it's never one big thing. It's a lot of little smaller things. If, if each, if each side of the company can give you a day or two days, yeah. you know, uh, or, you know, something small, it adds up to one big thing. 100%. So anyway, getting back to dishwashers, you do operate. And, and a lot of people don't know this, the largest dishwasher factory in New Bern, North Carolina. Yeah. When will when will people see more dishwashers um, in a short period of time? You know, for 2022, 2023, yeah. 2024, yeah. I think some people are saying, what do you think? Yeah, it's a, it's a um, if we if we back it out a little bit, I gotta give our friends in, in Southern Germany a little kudos. They operate on our network, the, the largest of our factories. So they're, they're, um, they're the mothership. Um, Newburn okay. is not far behind, but I, I will say in Newburn, what they've done so well, and I think in some of the posts that I've seen that you've done with dishwashing, um, they're kind of the benchmark uh, when it comes to innovations and related to dishwashers for our market. Bosch brought the quiet to the kitchen, um, as well as a safer, more efficient drying system without exposing mm -hmm. heating elements. and. And then the cherry on the top, which I think is something we should dig into, is a great topic for later. Maybe is the crystal dry and how how the drying works. And this is like one of the best perfect drying systems. That'll get that'll come up in a little oh, bit. There you go. The, <laughs> the 
two, the two pump system and all these great things that, and, and the two pump system, which allowed us to have a, a larger, deeper uh, tub, then gave us the innovation for racks. And, and what do you do there? And then the next thing you know, you have rack innovations coming with the third rack evolution. And from a production standpoint and, and where it sits, um, definitely um, we see 22, a lot like uh, 21. Um, certainly those manufacturers that were able to have capacity, whether they had capacity because they didn't have demand prior to the pandemic and, or they had capacity because they invested prior, they're certainly going to be the winners, um, in the market share race. Um, we, we have big investments to increase capacity, uh, in New Bern, no doubt about it. That takes a little bit of time, but again, we go back to our global, um, uh, factories of dishwashing. We can plug back into them, and we're looking at opportunities, Steve, to plug back into them to increase our dishwasher volume um, fairly. Because we are seeing around the globe that there is a slow in demand um, in certain countries, um, not ours, uh, but in certain countries are slowing, which could give companies like ours an opportunity to increase our, our volumes with support of our sister factories. And we see that the relief for us uh, is in 23. We don't see a slow in demand, but we see output being better. Well, 2023 is, is, is sooner than some manufacturers are saying 2024. Yeah. So anyway, we talked about Zoolite and, and your new dishwashers uh, incorporate Zoolite. What a lot of people don't know, it's actually a volcanic element. Yeah. What's really interesting is how did that come to be that you would put a volcanic element into a dishwasher to dry better? It's just, how did, how did that, how did that happen? You know, it's kind of like, yeah. you know, like putting, you know, the, the whole penicillin thing when they put a yeah. rotten piece of fruit next to a culture and it just happened to wipe everything out. But how, how does someone, um, how, how did you guys figure that out? Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, I mean, I wish we had the, 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 really the, the, the engineers here to answer this because these guys are, you know, they're, they're, they're off the charts. I, I went to the college of Charleston and, and uh, these guys didn't, let's say <laughs> these guys are pretty bright guys, but, yeah, the, the crystal crystal dry is what, what the consumer would know it as in, in the trade side is the zeolite. Um, really, it is the best and um, incredible R&D at BSH, no doubt about it. Our dishwasher group in Dillingen is, is world renowned. It's the benchmark and that bled into our other factories around the globe. But that said, the essence of the creation of, of, of this was due out of kind of our, our stance of who we are as Bosch or in dishwashing. Um, we, we, we have very big uh, um, requirements and goals to be energy efficient. Um, and the reason our dishwasher, you know, never had a fan, of, fan assist dry, like, you know, common in many other market produced dishwashers is there's two things that happen with a fan assist. One is it creates noise, which is one of the key elements that we were born on. And, and one of our DNAs in our dishwashing group is no noise. And the other, it uses energy. Um, so those two no-nos for us kind of pushed now these engineers, which ultimately brings up all these great innovations and in everything we do, pushes the engineers in the corner to determine how are we going to improve our drying system? Because look, you know, our drying system wasn't perfect. Steve, you know that, um, the condensation drying system is built on the idea of heating up the water and, and getting the plates and dishes hot. So when the crystallized, when the crystal, crystal, um, the jet dry hits it, sheets the water. The, the problem became in a market like ours where there's a heavy use of plastics. 
um, that heating up of the plastic doesn't happen. And, uh, and Europe started understanding plastics. And, and so the engineers have to find a way to make our drying system superior because that was maybe our last little notch in the belt that we needed to work on. And they were put in a corner and, and the only way they could figure this out without adding fan assist and without increasing energy is finding something that could do that. And then the zeolite principle, however they found that's not known to be, but the zeolite principle is real simple. It's, it's heating up the environment it's in and pulling out that last bit of moisture that, um, that is on those plastics, that Tupperware, you know, that we have in our dishwasher. And I, I tell you the first time, Steve, when I saw it, tested and I, I saw this over a decade ago um uh because a lot of it has to do with voltages and in in our 60 hertz mm -hmm. product that it couldn't be introduced just yet but i tell you it's 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 unbelievable your your dishes your plastics everything completely dry there's no better system in the market um and that material is amazing yeah, I don't want to say that we didn't trust you, but we tried it with the, the 20 minute wash and dry with Thermidor. I mean, you got to heat it up 20 minutes, but afterwards you can do five loads yep. of 20 minutes wash and dry. It works. Yeah, it, it's crazy. It, it, did, yeah. it did, did 20 minute yeah. wash and dry. All the testers, these engineers, I mean, it's just, it's crazy what these guys figure out. And if you put them in a corner, they come out with, uh, they come out swinging, you know? Kind of makes you wonder what else they tried, yeah. right? To yep. get to zeolite, it yep. must have been hundreds of things. Anyway, let's shift to cooking. Yeah. Years ago, you're known for the putting a star shape on a round burner, um, unlike everybody else. Last year, you introduced a ton of stuff, full-size steam ovens, swing doors, combination ovens. What's what's next? And, and do you really innovate hard in a time when it's really hard to get stuff? I mean, yeah. um, I guess it's the another overarching question. Yeah, I mean, I'll take that one first because that's that's a really good one. That's that's that. I think that's the problem side of our industry right now. Is 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 that is that there's a lot of innovations in the pipeline are now that are now halted in many cases because we can't launch things. Because if we launch things, we lose 60, 60 days, ninety days, thirty days, and now you have you know three thousand, four thousand, five thousand more upset consumers, and then you add that to all the other brands in the industry. So that's tough. But yeah, that we we you know. Um, when BSH purchased Thermidor way back when, you know, um, I had hair on my head, um, we, um, we, we gained a lot of cooking um, intelligence for this, for the, for the North American market. And when we combined that with what was going on in the global sense in Europe and all the things they were doing, you know, some of the things we brought to market, the, the side swing door, um, that's a Gaganau product. And then, then you see an opportunity to move that into another price level. So we moved into the Thermidor. So we'll look at those type of um, ideas and see how it incorporates into our marketplace through the consumer research and see if it works. But when you have things like Star Star Burner, which which arguably is is the top one of the top burners when it talks when you talk about sim simmer and disbursement, those are hard to replace. So that keeps being a her hereditary piece. And then you saw the evolution of steam ovens from a smaller oven now to a full size oven. And then the incorporation of that into into ranges, and so these kind of let's say hardware things are are what what we look at to improving. And, and at some point, you really start getting against the wall on the hardware side. And now you, we we come to this age of software, and I think that's kind of where we're we're getting into, particularly in the cooking side. We talk about smart cooking or connected and these kind of things. These these are struggles in general because until we can find out really the benefit for the consumer, the consumer is not willing to pay for it, or even our, our sales folks, your sales folks, my sales folks, the trade, they don't know how to talk about it and how to present it. 
But I do believe smart cooking still is what we're looking into as a major part of our next level stuff, including hardware things that may make sense, whether it's ergonomic things to the to products, um, whether there's innovations. We're hearing a lot about EPA stuff and we're hearing a lot about gas um, in the future, whether the gas cooktops will be accepted in, in, in all states. And fortunately, our company is very far down the road in surface cooking. Uh, when we talk about that area um, from from the standpoint of, of electric side, so we're very far down there with full surface induction. Yeah, and, and so induction will become a bigger play. Obviously, it's been growing. There's a lot of things in the roadmap, but but right now, I think that's the, pro the, the, the puzzling part is how to launch it into the marketplace. The connected appliances um, certainly are there, which somewhat falls into the smart aspect, but we have to figure out for the consumer Beyond the self, beyond the diagnostic side, what what is the benefit to, for to the consumer? And for us, we look at the benefits by brand. Um, what does the thermometer consumer need or want uh, in 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 a smart product? What does the Gaganel consumer want in a smart product? And 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 also in Bosch. So it's 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 quite the challenge right now. But we have a lot of things in the roadmap in cooking. Um, but we have to make sure that the smart aspect rolls over into the kitchen. Um, I think for everybody else, myself included, smart means cook lasagna yep. and the range figures out how to cook the lasagna, scans the refrigerator for the ingredients, sends yep. out the DoorDash, and then, you know, even sets the dishwasher. When do you think that would, kind of like the Jetsons when we were kids, yeah. if you will. How long do you think that will, when do you think that will happen? Do you think that's, 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 that's soon? It's probably not as soon, you know, given, given the availability, but. How far along are we before we get that? Exactly what you said, um, bringing it from recipe or actually pre-recipe shopping to recipe to replenishment in, in, in by Dash or whatever whatever app it might be uh, to refrigeration. Um, you know, it's it's in the next half decade of of, of launching this full circle um, experience. Um, certainly the. Um, It'll come in components, it'll come in parts, but until it's it's the kitchen, um, you know, let's face it, cooking is the fun part of the kitchen for most people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, dishwashers, dishwashing and refrigeration is let's, we need our stuff in there. So for those to communicate with each other, they can they communicate in general, but they don't communicate with each other to the perfect sense. Um, but we believe from the cooking side, um, in our smart cooking direction is, that's where it's gonna happen. Um, and, and yeah, in the next half decade, I think, I think maybe it's more tangible and I think that's, that's probably, probably the best time on it. I don't think it's so dictated either, Steve, right now on the, mm -hmm. on the, on the, um, the time we're in right now with, with, with constraint because there's so much R&D behind it still needs to be done in this area to really sure. achieve what you mentioned earlier was that full circle uh, mm -hmm. experience for the consumer. You know, it's great to have a, a screen that has recipes in it that you can stand in front of or use your iPhone, but then how does that communicate communicate to the next next thing in line, the, the the store? How does it get the product? And then and then from that point, how does it notify the kids that dinner's ready or that you know, oops, Susie's got a soccer practice, so we're gonna we're gonna delay dinner, so everyone's now notified of this, and and then wow. we, we ran out of detergent. Uh, or the dishwasher wasn't loaded, so you know someone needs to get home and unload the dishwasher. So we have plates to cook uh, to eat on tonight. 
So I think I think that's it's it's in our it's in our next decade, half decade. But we're working all the components. I'm sure my competitors are as well. Um, but sometimes we're fooled by the interfaces that were there already. And I think that might be the challenge. Maybe you can maybe answer that for me is that maybe the challenge we have is how do we help your folks and those in the trade pitch things that are so far down the road and there's only components of it right now. It's, it's very challenging. It is very challenging um, because there's a certain amount of smart is so misunderstood. Yeah. And I think really what it comes down to is the, the, the best product for smart right now is the one you would even think of for smart. It's not cooking, it's laundry where, you know, someone was telling me their kid doesn't know how to do laundry because it, you know, the laundry mats have text saying your laundry is ready. Now <laughs> here's how long it is until you're ready. And you get that with Wi-Fi and in, in, in laundry right now, but it's, it's really unclear what the value proposition yeah. is to smart. Certainly, yeah. you know, refrigerator Samsung has made that pitch of like, uh, uh, of of seeing inside the fridge. And yeah, I ordered two more hummus containers that I normally would because I don't have that currently in my refrigerator. But is that is that really enough to push someone over the edge? And a lot of functionality is, is really duplicate functionality. When you talk about putting a tablet on a refrigerator and then you, you sit there at lunchtime and everyone's got more functionality in their pocket than they do in the yeah. other thing. Yeah, yeah that's, a, other, I mean, that's, that's the question. It's like the really... <laughs> At, at the end of the day, uh, appliances probably don't even need interface um, at some point, you know, yeah, and, and no. it's, it seems like a duplicate and it's a cost driver, but I think you've nailed it. And that's what we debate. And that's, that's what our business units and our brand groups debate is that until we can pr provide that consumer, that value, um, we better find something that keeps the runner in the marathon until we get to the end of the race or the middle of the race. And right now, I think what we all look at as self-diagnostic is, is a big one. Um, and if we can improve on self-diagnostics and get systems in place for that, that really gives the consumer a benefit. And it's not necessarily something they're going to pay for, um, which they shouldn't, um, but it's something that will make brands that operate what we operate in and, and companies like yours that are selling these great brands more valuable to the consumer that we're not wasting their time or providing them great convenience. So I think in the interim, we have to really work on self-diagnostics and make that a big part of, of the appliance. Yeah, it seems easy. You know, what's even easier is if, well, not even easy for me to say anyway, is, is, to, is to get there before the problems happen. Yeah. You get a much more happy person. Yeah. Um, but you gotta, you know, you have to start somewhere. I think the first thing that you mentioned is a platform. I mean, what does it look like? What do people want? How do we build off that platform? And, and everyone's got like, as you said, it's like almost like it, there's a there's the what the Hindu proverb for blind people looking at an elephant. One of them thinks it's a snake. <laughs> the yeah. other one thinks it's a tree trunk. And um, I, I think that's where we need. I yeah. think that's that's the big challenge. Hundred percent. So anyway, so you are Thermidor, Gagano, and Bosch, three great brands and a really really good BSH umbrella. However. Yeah. Well, the landscape's gotten a lot harder. You know, Samsung with the uh, decor purchase is a uh, is a is a huge challenge. LG LG with their SKS line, another huge challenge. Higher revitalizing G in their monogram unit, and other really strong luxury niche players. How do you remain competitive? In a, in in you're a big company, but Samsung LG even higher. 
I think in some cases are, are, um, are, are larger and have more resources and are more probably technically savvy in some ways. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a really good question. I mean, first, first off in, in everything in life and in, in anything you do, you, you, you can't, um, you can't, um, think that you're better than anyone, you know, and you have to really, as a company, you know, we, we, we know that these are powerhouse brands. Um, and we also know that, um, they're going to continue to push us, um, to make us better. Uh, just like in, in life, we try to get better and, and usually the people you're around kind of support you there. So when we look at what they're doing in, in different continents, um, there's some real takeaways that are, that our company is able to understand. And then, so from a global sense, I mean, BSH is in the value standpoint, number three in the world. So from a value share, which kind of tells you where we sit as far as the price points, value share, we're number three. Um, in, in when you look, when you compare domestic appliances, both big and small appliances, you know, so uh, the, the higher, higher group and, and the world group, whirlpool group are, are slightly ahead of us in one and two slots. And then you have Medea, uh, tied kind of tied with us in third from a global sense. So, so we're there, we're there with them. And, and a lot of folks in the U S that you know, are trade folks don't always understand, you know, the scope and size of BSH. Because in other markets, we operate in far more accessible price points. So here in the U.S., it's which I'm happy for uh, because I enjoy the price points we operate in. It's a it's a much more uh, enjoyable area. Um, it gets tougher and tougher because you know you know that our market share is quite small compared to those brands. You know, Samsung, LG, et cetera, GE. Um, we're quite small, which which uh, in the in the local sense here in the U.S. So. But we tend to keep our portfolio and brands in the luxury premium and, the, and we touch that value add area with Bosch. So simply, it's important that we continue to innovate. Um, you, you hit it earlier. We have to continue to innovate. Um, whatever that means or whatever shape that is, uh, we have to keep the consumer in our sights. We have to know what they want in our brands, Gagano, Bosch, and Thermador. And we also have to continue to do the right things as it relates to, to you, to you guys, Steve, your, your company and the independent channel and, 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 the, and the industry itself. Um, we have to handle um, our business properly. We do have to provide the four P's properly and make sure we do it right uh, for our channels. Um, and I think we've, we've done a good job. We have a, we have a, a record of how, how we manage that side of our business. And we have to keep doing that. Um, and, and there's going to be other categories we get into to make us a little bit more important. You know, um, you know, we, we just touched into the French door bottom mount business. We've been buying that through sub suppliers for years and, and now it's our own. We make it ourselves, you know, two compressor system, um, fast ice development, which is one of the fastest ice makers on the market. Um, we operate in a little bit higher zone in the French door bottom market, but these categories are going to continue to make us more and more important. To you, to you all, Steve, your company, we expand those type of things. But again, in this marketplace, still knowing where our place is, um, you know, where we sit so we can be important to our partners, but also provide the right innovations to the consumer. So, but you, you, you can't, you can't look away from what those companies we mentioned are doing. They're, they're doing a lot of stuff. We do believe in the, in the luxury area, the luxury and premium area. Our brand portfolio is organic. Uh, we didn't make it up one day um, and just say, hey, we're going to put this brand and it's going to be here. 
We have some other competitors that are organically in that zone here in the U.S., which are quite, quite good. Um, and those are the ones that, you know, you know, are continue to be strong, too, because they have that organic position. And, you know, from your side, you're closer to the consumer, you're closer to the trade. To get the trade support, the designers, the specifiers, the architects, the, the kitchen and bath community to really trust and value brands, it takes decades. And so our job here is to make sure that we don't lose <laughs> that value that we created in the decade ahead of us, while the others have to still try to create that value. So I think that's where we sit. Um, but we're fortunate to be in a big, big company with with a with 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 a U.S. approach that is more into that luxury premium and that value add area. Well, in terms of um, affordable luxury to luxury, I, I think you guys. It, yeah, I mean, in not caring about where you're not is 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 the same thing as focusing on what you actually do, and I yeah. think you do it as well as anybody. And it was my pleasure to talk to yeah. you. Um, and, uh, and thanks again for um, thanks again for the conversation. Yeah, really Steve, really really awesome seeing you again, and uh, great medium. I appreciate being part of it, and so does our our our, our company. Thank you so much. Well, we, we appreciate the partnership. Awesome. Good talking to you, man. Take care. Now that you've gained some perspective from Chris and learned more about all the innovations from Bosch, Thermidor, and Gaggenau, let's stop at one of our showrooms to see these products in action. We asked one of our salespeople to give us a tour with a more in-depth explanation of the appliances mentioned in this video. So Bosch is best known for their dishwashers. You'll see here, they come in a lot of different uh, varieties. So pocket handle here, so it doesn't have a separate handle that would mismatch if you place it in a kitchen with other styles of appliances. They also come with a bar handle that will match their other appliances. So Bosch has one really nice feature in here called Crystal Dry. And this had come out over the last couple of years. So in their Crystal Dry dishwashers, this will act similar to a heating element like you find with the American dishwashers, but much more energy efficient as there is no actual heating element. The crystal uh, dry uses a natural element called zeolite that is built into the base of the dishwasher that produces natural heat and emits into the uh, wash and will assist in drying the dishes and really provides a really nice dry, still energy efficient, and you don't have to worry about any heating elements melting any plastic or anything like that in your dishwashers. In addition, they've really come a long way with different styles of third racks here you'll find more of their cutlery rack, and they have different styles in some of their higher-end dishwashers called My Way racks, where they're more set up for bowls and cutlery as well, but gives you a little bit more flexibility too. Over the past couple of years, Bosch has made a huge investment in their own freestanding refrigeration. They've come out with all new models that really have some of the higher-end features, including dual compressors. So a dual compressor will give you a separate cooling system in the refrigerator and a separate one in the freezer. Keeps food fresher longer, less frost buildup in the freezer. Typically, this is a feature that you'll find in more uh, expensive built-in refrigeration, but Bosch has really put that into their freestanding refrigeration models. In addition, really nice features such as stainless steel interior, internal water dispenser. So Bosch refrigeration now has really come up to level with their Bosch dishwashers and really is starting to become something that they are also known for just like their dishwashers.
So one of the most popular brands we carry here at Yale is Thermidor. And Thermidor is really known for their star burners here. And what you'll find with their star burner is the shape is really unique from a lot of other brands, where as opposed to a circular burner style, they do a star-shaped burner. And with that, you really, it really helps to get more power and, and uh, fire and flame into the center of the pan as opposed to the outer edge of the pan. So really a lot better kind of coverage throughout whatever it is that you're cooking. In addition, really easy to clean underneath. So here, very easy to get underneath the burners for easy cleanability. And the other thing they're known for is not only their power, but also the ability to simmer. Thermidor again has a very unique burner design with their simmer on a few of their burners within every range what they offer is an on-off simmer. So essentially you can be run on low for 30 seconds and be completely off for 30 seconds. And really anywhere within that one minute interval, you can make those adjustments. So cooking things like melting chocolate or anything like that that is really delicate or a sauce that you're gonna be cooking for an extended period of time, really nothing else will be as delicate as a Thermador star burner would be when cooking those really kind of low heat items like you see there. In addition, they have great dishwashers also, like you see here. Part of the BSH family, Thermidor will have some similar features to what you find in a Bosch. So in addition, they will also have their Star Dry. So similar to a Bosch Crystal Dry, the Thermidor Star Dry will use zeolite to produce natural heat, without, again, with being much more energy efficient than having to use a heating element, no burning of plastics or anything like that. Bosch will also have a lot of those similar features. So Gaggenau is really one of the most unique and premium brands that we carry. So Gaggenau does a lot of things that are very different than a lot of manufacturers. For starters, they don't produce any ranges. Really, their lineups are full of cooktops, steam ovens, wall ovens, speed ovens, things like that. What you'll find with Gaggenau too is even from a design perspective, as opposed to traditional stainless steel where you find with most manufacturers, they do a really nice glass over stainless steel. So really nice contemporary design. In addition, for people that truly love to cook, there isn't a, a brand on the market that will give you more control than Gaggenau. Gaggenau really allows you to, to choose exactly how you wanna cook, from anything from being able to choose different parts of the broil element, so when you have a steam oven, really controlling the exact precise amount of steam that comes in there, for truly those really kind of chef-inspired people and ones that really wanna get involved with the cooking more so, nothing will really provide that more than a gag and I would. That's it for today's episode. Next week, we'll be speaking to Kevin Dexter, president and COO of Fisher Bakel, who's involved in the largest single takeover in the appliance industry in the last 30 years. You also learn about one of the most unique appliance companies as well. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, if you like what you learn, don't forget to like and subscribe for more information about appliances, home renovation tips and trends. See you next time.